to episode 10 of the is it episode 10 yeah i i think we hit 10 three questions all right never thought we'd get here no not at all not at all (laughs) so uh yeah if you're still listening thank you and why yeah there you must really not have heard a podcast before (laughs) there's so many other great options out there you want to just uh start getting into a little bit of a lightning round here let's do it All right, lightning round. Question one. Eli, what is, is there a movie that you've seen like so, so, so many times? And what is that movie? And how many times have you seen it? Oh, that's hard because I actually have a lot. Yeah, I figured. Yeah, because I'm weird about movies. I get really attached to a certain movie and then I watch it until I know that movie. Uh, I do think that like Walk Hard is one. Mm-hmm. One, yeah. I mean, I've watched that movie so many times. I do know that there's one, the probably the weirdest. I'll pick the weirdest one. So, there's a bunch of my favorite movies I've watched, but I spent a good amount of my earlier years without cable. We just never like really had cable. Um, well, we had it, but like we moved a lot. Which in okay. turn meant we would we would kind of sometimes go for like a month because cable companies are it's not it's not as easy as it is now. It used to be really hard right. to transfer cable. Um, one movie, it's the weirdest movie ever. It's called Showtime. It has Robert De Niro and Eddie Murphy, and it's a buddy cop movie. Okay, it's low key a really good movie. Like it's funny. Um, it's 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 not a good movie. Like okay. as, I feel like I would enjoy that. It's it's it was I enjoyed it. Like I went back and watched it as an adult, or at least watched clips from it. Yeah. I was like, this is actually pretty funny. But I have seen that movie so much that I could, and I don't. It, it's not a bad movie, but I don't like it that much. Does that make sense? No, that's no, that definitely makes sense. Yeah, I've got I've got some of those. So it's a movie that isn't one of my favorite movies that I can recite the whole movie. Yeah, right. Which is a weird thing to have, but yeah, yeah, prob- a little bit. Showtime is probably the weirdest one. Okay, uh, you know, but I know like uh, like D- Gangs of New York, I've seen a billion times. Like I could do yeah. like bu- like a monologue from Butcher Bill, probably if I really tried. Um, so, but Showtime is the absolute weirdest movie that I know okay. back to front. <laughs> no, that sounds like it. I'll have to check that out, but I probably won't because. Uh, yeah, it's not that good. from you. Uh, <laughs> it's not that All right, good. cool. Um, similarly, what is your favorite YouTube video? Man, that's hard. I don't know if I have one that's always been my favorite because I think, and unfortunately, that's the formula for YouTube. It kind of ebbs and flows, right? Sure, like, right. So I don't, I still really love Leroy Jenkins, though. <laughs> Leroy Jenkins is a classic. That is a cl- it's a classic YouTube video. It's a classic video game reference. Mm-hmm. 
and it just makes me laugh because I, as like, as I got older, I actually like played some MMOs like WoW, like not WoW, but ones like it. So that like picturing that happen when I would be playing, it, like it would be the funniest thing. And the, and the guy's talking beforehand where he's like, Hey, can you, can you run a number crunch to see our probability of success? And he's like, yeah, give me a minute. <laughs> like, I don't know what algorithm he has. <laughs> right. And he does. Uh, and, and that video came out like in the prime time for YouTube where it was like, it wasn't super popular. There were very few like YouTubers, if any. And it was just like this guy being dumb and like decided to post on this new website called YouTube. And I remember like there were a, a handful of videos that I, I do you actually, do you remember the very first YouTube video you ever saw? I know the first viral one I ever saw okay which one was that it's uh i don't know what it's called at all and it's i mean i'm gonna try and choose my world's words carefully here but it was like so it's this gay club and okay. there's these two very 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 loud gay people uh but they're like teaching you a dance have you ever heard like the fork in the garbage disposal thing no i have not so they're teaching you this dance and then they're like and it's, you know, very much like a Macarena, like, you know, like, and twist, and twist. And then they get to <laughs> okay. a part where it's like, do the fork in the garbage disposal. And then they just like, ding, 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 ding. And like, they jump around <laughs> in a circle. Now I get what a fork in the garbage disposal is. Right. And I, I still okay. to this day actually think it's the funniest thing ever. Like, it's that's, such that's a good awesome. bit. I ha- but there's no context for that video. And I yeah, think at yeah. the end part, it gets like weirdly sexual. Like, I think they start getting naked. So I don't know where we found this video, but okay. that was the first one I remember we would go back to and watch like yes, when we were yes. bored. So that was probably the first yeah, one that, I remember. That's awesome. The very first one that I remember, I specifically remember seeing like, cause I, I remember the very first conversation I had where a friend was like, hey, have you heard of this new website called YouTube? And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, we're so old that I can remember like the first, the, okay, so the first YouTube video I ever saw was, uh, it's called Unforgivable. And it is this guy just talking to a camera and he's just like this black guy. And he's just like, so me and my girl, we was at the mall. And we went into the Chick-fil-A and she was like, what do you want to eat? And I was like, bitch, give me a chicken sandwich and some waffle fries for free. (laughs) And it's basically just this black dude that's like talking to a camera being like really dumb like that. And to this day, it's the funniest thing I've ever seen. Like, yeah, that's unforgivable. (laughs) Well, that's it's just like so many good quotes to it. Like, right. And I think like that. Yeah, I don't think that really exists too much in a, in a YouTube nowadays, but I think that was the beauty of it starting out, is it didn't take a lot for it to work. Yeah, it was exactly. just whatever weird, and it was, and it's a weird thing of how comedy worked on it too, and I mean, it's very disjointed. Um, I can tell you my favorite YouTube video, video now. I actually watch it mm-hmm. before we do the episode just to try and get in like a comedic headspace where I... Okay. Uh, have you heard of Gus Johnson? No, I've not. Okay. Uh, have you seen those barstool pizza reviews? One bite, everybody knows the rules. Yes. Okay. Yes, yes. So this guy does a parody of it, and it is so dead on. Like, 
I'll I'll have to send it to you. But I mean, it's okay. so perfect. I mean, he comes out like tight jeans and he like does the walk and he's just like, "All right, we're out here in front of good pizza." Like Frankie, uh, where are we at? And then he like he can't he has no idea. Like as he does in the reviews, he has no idea yeah. where he's at. It's okay. just it's there. It's it's the same way. It's so quotable. Like yeah, yeah. There's not even a pizza in the box, Frankie. Like it's just. <laughs> It's just uh, so awesome. good. It, it's really good. Yeah, I also realize you can't describe a YouTube video. <laughs> yeah, no. As I was doing the, as I was doing the unforgivable voice, I was like, "This isn't going to play well to the podcast listeners." Oh no! You started doing a black <laughs> voice, and I was like, "Oh boy." Oh we, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I don't know where this is going. <laughs> uh, all right, we should uh, move on. Uh, what is one thing that you wish was legal? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't know. That's because I don't want to be like drugs because there are plenty of drugs that should not be legal. Sure. Yeah. Uh, people should not fucking do heroin. I mean, that's pretty simple. Agree to disagree. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, <laughs> um, I mean, like I have partook in the marijuana before um and i don't know it it, i like it but it's not really my thing like i don't i don't do Mm -hmm. it nowadays mainly because it is illegal right um plus i don't get along with potheads um (laughs) because they're always like you don't smoke why don't you smoke i smoke why don't you smoke you should smoke yeah, and then they just like want everybody to to like to make themselves feel better. Kind of like same same with people that like drink, like like party. I, don't know. I think party would be just a better party. way to put it. Yeah, party would be a better. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. Um, okay, cool. That I think that was all I had. So no, that was a good answer. I I that was actually my exact answer as well. So drugs, but not all of them. Well, I, well, weirdly enough, that wasn't my answer. Oh shit. Okay, we'll keep going. <laughs> my, my bad. What I meant was like the first thing that pops in my head is like drugs but i'm like well no because i don't really care yeah and then i kind of want to say prostitution okay but here's no, that's why a good answer okay i have you don't f- have to no try no i understand why let's go move on next <laughs> it's, <laughs> okay, sorry. it's not why you think you're preaching I have, to the choir <laughs> preaching to the choir. Um, you're preaching to the robert Kraft choir my man i have I have a friend. I will keep them nameless because I don't. It, it is a fairly controversial opinion. They think it should be legalized because of he, their argument for it is really, really good. So I'm not going to try and do it. There, mm-hmm. if there are reasons prostitution could be legal and it would benefit society, it's convoluted. I've, I've also heard. I've also heard good arguments. So yeah, because I think the biggest thing is that. It's happening no matter what. So mm-hmm. by criminalizing and if they could it, regulate it. Yeah, right. Kind of like the mar- kind of kind of like the whole marijuana thing. Like people are going to do it, but if we find a safe way to do it, and then you know people are less hurting because of it. Right. Like my friend's opinion kind of lies in like you know the the women can actually be like protected under like mm-hmm. federal law, which would mm-hmm. actually reduce like you know random prostitutes being killed because and rape you know because and so you know so it's it's kind of convoluted but like it did sway me because i would have never thought that because i'm always like you know 
I don't I don't think it's like fair to treat people that way, but also there are people who work as like kind of high end prostitutes that have no you know, no shame about it. Like they, right. that's what they want to do with their life. And I don't think they should be like penalized for it. Uh, cause yeah, it's, exactly. it's their, like they, they should be able to decide what to do. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So no, I, yeah, I, 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 yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, but yeah, so that's a weird one, but okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. Let's get into mine. Uh, so what is a guilty pleasure you have? It can be anything. It could be like music, a book, a TV show, I don't know, food. Just anything that like you really, really like, but like, you know, you probably shouldn't like, but you can't help it. Um, yeah, yeah. There's gotta be some, I know I have plenty, but I don't want to like say a music or a movie just cause that's kind of cliche. I can tell you mine. Yeah, please do. Uh, you know how everybody loves pumpkin spice? Oh, yeah. I don't like pumpkin spice, but I love peppermint. So when it's Christmas time peppermint. and Starbucks or whoever starts doing peppermint drinks, I'm all there. All Dude, over it. I love peppermint. Ask Erica, ask anybody in my family. When when it's wintertime, I will bring peppermint schnapps to parties. <laughs> <laughs> I will mix that. Yes. I will mix peppermint schnapps with Coke and like Coca-Cola. And it's I'd delicious. So, I try it. I guess, yeah. Okay. My my uh, my my unofficial answer is my guilty pleasure is just the girliest of alcoholic drinks. Oh, that's uh, fair. <laughs> one time we went to uh, a, a bar and they had th- this uh, thing on the menu that was like some sort of like pineapple thing, and I really wanted it, but I didn't want to order it. So I made Erica order it, <laughs> and then we switched. <laughs> wow. The, the bartender came by, <laughs> and I was just like, uh, yeah, I'll take a rum and Coke. And then Erica was like, y'all have the uh, pineapple passion. <laughs> right. And then after she dropped off the drinks, we switched. <laughs> that is funny. Does so Erica drink that's probably, rum and Coke? She loves rum and Coke. <laughs> that's kind of badass. That's, uh, that's her drink of choice. Yeah, I don't even like rum and Coke that much. I think I'm with you, too. Yeah, no, I think the Pineapple Passion sounded better. Pineapple Passion, yeah, it was amazing, yeah. (laughs) Uh, Why do you like baseball so much? Because here, so I'll I'll throw in a little bit of a caveat of why I'm asking. So it was just opening day the other day. Yeah. uh, For baseball. I mean, I'm dating the episode, but whatever. It was opening day, and also we named, you know, Knuckleball, like, after a baseball thing that we both thought was cool, so... Yeah, we've never really talked about it. I know that you really like baseball. I like hockey. Like that's kind of more of my speed. And we both mm-hmm. like kind of like football, but don't care. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you care a lot more so, about baseball. I care a lot more about hockey, but I never knew why. Yeah, for sure. No, that's a good question. Um, I always played it. Like since uh, well, I started. It was like the only sport that I really played and enjoyed playing as a kid. Um, I, I mean, I've been playing baseball, like, in leagues since I was, like, you know, five or whatever. Like, I played t-ball. And I think I liked it so much back then because I've always been kind of, well, super out of shape and overweight. And you can still be pretty good at baseball without having to be super in shape. Like, if you can hit pretty far, like, you don't really have to run that fast. So David <laughs> Ortiz. Can, 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's a good <laughs> so, he's the first person I thought of. Yeah. And so for a while, like I was I was catcher too. So like which is the ah. ideal position in baseball because you don't you literally don't have to move. You just have to crouch down, catch a ball, and that's it. So Well, do you remember uh, uh do you remember Ryan Hannigan that used to catch for the Reds? Uh yeah, I believe so. Okay. Wait, was he the redheaded guy? Yeah, he was the Irish motherfucker that <laughs> yes, looked like he yes. drank like twelve Guinnesses and then had a cigarette yes, in his exactly. hand when he would play. Yeah. Yeah, he's my favorite Just player. Like him. Yeah. Yeah, he's amazing. <laughs> so uh yeah, I always enjoyed playing it and uh and my my dad loves it, so it was always kind of like a shared passion that we had um growing up. So um yeah, it's always been a big you know, big thing to me. Like, and it's just super fun to watch. And yeah, yeah, that's all I have for you. Well, no, that's fair. I mean, it was connected to your childhood and like, you know, you actually played it. So like you have more of a connection to it. Um, no, that's, uh, I mean, that's, that's totally fair. What do you think about people who ask, like, this isn't my third question. I'm just curious. What do you think about people that say baseball's boring? Cause most people do. Yeah, no, I can definitely understand that. And I understand where they're coming from. Because if you're just watching it like on TV, like compared to like football or basketball, where people are like constantly moving around, you know, throwing balls around, like something's always happening in basketball. And in baseball, like there's a lot of downtime where like there's, you know, you know, 15, 20 seconds between pitches. And, you know, you will a lot of the time is spent just like striking out batters or walking batters so i definitely understand where they're coming from because there's not as much happening but it is more of a this is kind of a dumb answer but there it's more of a strategy sport too like when we were playing baseball you always had to be constantly thinking like okay if someone hit the ball to me right now what do i do you have to think about okay there's a guy on first base and if i you know get the ball here i'll throw it here and he'll do this and then i do this so it's almost kind of like chess in a way but yeah so yeah i mean i can yeah. yeah i well yeah i've heard it described as like it is just like you said like baseball plays whereas like football they know the play they know where everybody's gonna go and like Mm -hmm. you know a quarterback may have options or a running back may have an option of where to go but there's there's only so many options baseball is this weird thing where like they know what you it's like the players think about their position and what they would do if that happened but like Mm -hmm. it's all spontaneous so as soon as the batter hits the ball um then everybody has to quickly react to that and then a play has to unfold which is actually very different from because most sports are similar enough like like football isn't you know is is directly derivative of rugby and you know like hockey basketball soccer are all very similar they all have like very similar positions so like baseball is like this weird outlier where i don't know what cricket's the only thing that's like kind of comparable (laughs) to it Pretty much, yep. <laughs> um, yeah. So, okay, that's interesting. We just never talked about that. And I wanted to know because I've yeah, always no, loved. Right. Yeah, I have always enjoyed and loved baseball, but I never could follow it because I don't understand all the stats, and I'm a stat guy. Mm. So when I look mm-hmm. at like stats for hockey, they're actually really easy to understand. I do not understand, but like baseball keeps track of everything every yeah, stat we're kind of the opposite on that because i don't there's i i want to like hockey more than i do but there's certain aspects of it that i don't understand um which kind of keeps me from following it a little bit more like 
they have some weird rules and i know their like playoff system is just dumb like yeah well they yeah yeah like the biggest thing with hockey that's weird is that they do the point system so if you win a game during the regular season you get two points if you lose you get zero if you go to overtime and lose you at least get one point so it's all based on point yeah no yeah blah 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 that is yeah that's so convoluted it is it is fairly convoluted but it keeps the playoffs like they have to play all 82 games like nobody clinches until like the last couple weeks of hockey which is interesting right now (laughs) (laughs) all right i definitely understand why why that can be why why that could be cool because like taking it back to baseball like the the reds are in the nl central division which is the hardest division it's got the cubs the reds uh a few other great teams and then so even though the reds might have a better you know record than let's say like the red Sox, if they don't beat the cubs in the division they are not going to the world series even though they are better than half the teams out there right which is very which is very so. similar to football. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. Uh, moving on. Uh, I'm kind of looking at a list here, so I kind of like to be freeform with it. So I'll keep it simple since we, we talked about those for a while. Uh, what's your favorite coffee mug that you use? Hmm. <laughs> you you know me so well. These are really good questions to me. <laughs> yeah, I know you drink a lot uh, of coffee. So. <laughs> I drink a lot of coffee. Um, I probably my favorite one that I use is my 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 workaholics mug. It, it's ah. it's orange and it has all the guys from workaholics and it says "Let's get weird." Ah, it's just fun. It's a fun mug. What about you? Uh, actually, the one. So I actually so I have two, and they're actually the only two I technically own. <laughs> um but they are my favorites. Um one uh my friend Aaron bought me when he was in Ireland. Um which I actually recently just got back cuz when I lived with him he just ended up keeping it. <laughs> you just got back from Ireland? No, no, no. no. Uh <laughs> I know. Oh, you know. Okay. <laughs> Woo. <laughs> um Yeah, he bought it for me when he was in Ireland and just you know, it says Ireland and just has like an emblem on it, but it actually has this really cool like pinkish color on the inside and it's black on the outside. It's really cool looking. Uh, and then Charlotte bought me one. It's this big giant white one and it has just like a plaid pattern and it has like a fox with like hipster glasses on. Oh yeah. I think I try to use that one every time I come over to your house. Yeah. I, yeah. I think you do. It's kind of up <laughs> your alley, but yeah, because I love foxes so much, I'm just like, yeah, no, this is yeah. My favorite, so. yeah, that's tight. That's tight. I don't buy coffee mugs. Just it's people tight. buy them for me and then I'm going to use that mug till I die. Is pretty oh, much yeah. the way I treat we, it. We kind of we've kind of been collecting them. We that's kind of one thing that we collect whenever we go to like a new coffee shop we dig or like a new right. place. Like it, it's kind of like our oh we want to remember this time let's buy a mug. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very white person thing to do. I feel <laughs> it really is right. Like as I was saying it, I was like ugh. <laughs> <laughs> we take our minivan right. to the mug store. <laughs> uh, all right, so. All right, that was the lightning round. Is that round. it? Yeah, I All think right. so. All right, so let's get into what you're drinking. So I'm going to go ahead and get out of the way. Uh, we mm-hmm. did not get the same beer. I, it is very impractical to do living so far apart. I think that we need to either like super plan it out. I mean, we'll try, but it's going to be 
it's not going to happen for if people want to send us beer yeah please do i'll uh i'll tell you eli's address right now (laughs) five 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 um Um, no that's yeah you're right especially since i have a fridge full of beer right now that i'm not gonna you know not you know drink just because i'm not gonna spend you know five to ten dollars every time i do one of these podcasts just so you fuckers can be like oh good they're drinking the the same same beer beer. yeah it's well and like i said like one of one of my friends said it and it honestly is a really good idea it should have been that way from (laughs) the start but we will do that we're so bad at planning is the problem we're just exactly um (laughs) maybe someday maybe by episode 20 but yeah right when we really blow up that's when we'll we'll take a we'll take a jet to each other's you know to the same liquor store and then you know all right let's get into it mitch what you drinking i am drinking a uh it is it is from the half acre beer company in chicago and it is called gone away ipa and it is very delicious um oh I've had it before. I feel like I'm cheating every time I drink a beer I've had before. Uh, but uh, it is a, yeah, it's an IPA from Chicago. Chi-Town. Let's see here. And I was going to, Chi-Town. Chi-Rack. It is. I, I have regret that one. <laughs> Did you say chi Chi-Rack. <laughs> Regretted that as soon as it left my mouth. That is awesome. All right. So uh, the Gone Away IPA is a big grapefruit, green strawberry, resin, pine, dank, light honey, what? cracker. What? <laughs> I don't know, dude. I'm just reading Peas, the tennis racket, kumquats, <laughs> unopened <Tropical> envelopes. Mango, <laughs> assertive bitterness, pine sap, clean, dry finish. And also cargo shorts. And also cargo shorts. Uh, so I'm very excited for this. It looks good. Uh, Eli, what you drinking? Um, I found this really interesting... I bought this one just because of the can, okay? So it is by Unveiled Brewing Company. Uh, literally. So it's a mango India pale ale. Ooh, that sounds phenomenal. Right. So we know how I feel about IPAs. Yeah, and you've gotten one like every like three episodes in a row now you've gotten an IPA. It's just this fucking <laughs> beer monopoly that they think everybody wants to drink IPAs, and I swear to God it's the only thing you can fucking buy now. Mm-hmm. Yep, it is. There, no, you're definitely right about that. There's a conspiracy there. <laughs> There's something there, man. Uh so I'm just I'm just fucking just joining it because I don't know what else to do. But I bought it because uh, I'm going to let Mitch see the can. So it has this, like, every can Ooh. looked the same, but it was a different animal. So that's like a parakeet. Dude, that's awesome. So half of it is, like, sketched out of, like, the anatomy, and the rest is just, like, a normal sketch of a parakeet. Um, but That's dope. Every can looked like this. Um, it just slightly changed. It was just a different animal. Um so it was really striking to look at, which made me grab it. And then I saw it was a mango IPA and I was like, well, maybe, Mm -hmm. um, that will allude to, you know, some more fruity flavor, which I do like an IPA. So I'm going to get this open. I'm actually trying to look up, um, uh, where the fuck this place is. Uh, cause what's the brewery called again? Uh, unveiled, unveiled, uh, brewing company. 
Um, I can't find much on it. I'm going to be honest with you. I did little to no research on the beer. So, no idea, but let's try it. No, that's all right. Yeah, not important. Uh, Our listeners don't deserve research. Yeah, they don't. (laughs) I don't tune in every week for right. <laughs> research and oh, I fuck this beer up. Oh God, <laughs> there's foam everywhere. <laughs> hey Eli, is it your first time pouring a beer, dude? Honestly, you tell me. <laughs> that's that's real bad. There's no. There's... You know what they say. <laughs> You want it to be like one third beer, two thirds head, right? Mm. Oh, I'm doing, I'm doing this for the people out there. I'm just drinking the foam. <laughs> Milk was a bad choice. <sighs> oh, my stomach's gonna explode. <laughs> You're dedicated to your craft. I just want to take. I've never fucked this segment up this badly. So I got through to the beer. It tastes really interesting. The foam is not good. Uh, I'm just going to put that out okay. there. It does not taste good. And no, I can't imagine. I feel like my stomach's going to explode. So I just drank mm-hmm. like half of a beer of foam. Um, <laughs> so that was not cool. That was not my favorite yeah. thing I've ever done. Yeah. Uh, however, when I finally got, got through the head to the beer, it actually is really interesting. Mango is a weird, so it's not like a like a lining kugel thing where they're like we're putting fruit in beer, like <laughs> yeah. It has this really subtle mango mango tropical thing, uh, with a pretty dry and hoppy IPA. So that's actually really good. Okay, that sounds pretty good. Yeah, I don't. Is the, is the mango like subtle or is it is it in your face? It's pretty subtle. It's pretty subtle. Which is good because if it was like way too mango for it, it would just it would be real weird. And then if it was, it would be a line of Google, yeah, right. And then if it was like way too IPA e, it would just not be enjoyable. I mean, I don't think I could drink a lot of these, so I'm gonna I'm gonna be nursing this one the rest of the episode because I'm pretty sure I just drank half of it in like two minutes. Sure, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah you're gonna have the burps, but uh, yeah, no, this, this this is interesting is the best way I can okay. put it. So this this is a good beer for like people who. Because that's what I think is fun about like talking about beer is that it's such an acquired taste because it doesn't taste good, like it really doesn't taste good. But you Do taste right. all these different things and like you kind of learn to like enjoy the weird bitterness and weird cacophony yeah. of flavors. Do um, you remember the first time you had beer? Uh, yeah, I think I do. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I do. <laughs> Episode one of this podcast, actually, it was. Yeah, right. <laughs> I've been drinking ever since. Uh, yeah, I mean, I had it when I was too young. I think I snuck a beer or two. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Me too. I, I snuck a beer or two and like realized, like, oh, oh, why do people drink this? It's so bad. See, here's the problem, and here's what I think happens to perhaps alcoholics. I didn't think it was bad. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, this tastes. Weird, but like I probably snuck like a Bud Light from my mom, probably. Well, yeah, yeah, you know, so like that isn't a super strong beer. So if I had, you know, I don't know, but yeah, like so I was not turned off by it, but I, yeah, okay, you know, alcoholism runs in my family, so it actually makes a lot of sense. So, no, you're right, you're right, you're right. Cool, 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 cool. keep the good times rolling. (laughs) (laughs) No doubt, no doubt, (laughs) no doubt. 
All right. I'm going to turn that into a sound by alcoholism runs in my family. So. <laughs> All right. So I have a little bit of a topic prepared. Um, Bro, you got papers can... right now. <laughs> I've got papers on papers. You do right now. Uh, so I'm going to ask you what you're thinking about a topic here. We've kind of brushed upon it a little bit. I, I, I do remember for one uh, episode... For one lightning round question, I asked you if you had any conspiracy theories that you believed in. Oh, God. <laughs> Do you believe in any conspiracy theories? Just a refresh. It's a refresher. Yeah, I have a, f- I have a few I believe in. I don't, okay. I mean, should I? Do you want to get into Do you, you, you want to get say? into like, what they are? So, I won't. All right. I'm just going to say them. Um... <laughs> you don't have to if it's going to like. Well, no, like, I just want, like, I have rash, fairly rational things. So, like, it's not like, so for one, uh, for instance, I do not believe that we landed in the, we landed on the moon. No, actually, sorry, let me back up. I do not believe what they televised as the moon landing was real. So I'm not saying that we didn't land on the moon. I'm not saying we didn't even land on it in whatever year that was, like, 65. Mm-hmm. I just think what they showed on TV was fake. 69. Yeah. Was it 69? It was 69, yeah. Wow. Moon landing was 69. That's kind of, I thought it was earlier than that. No, that was a good year. (laughs) Ask Brian Adams. The best year. Um, (laughs) I said Brian with a B, it's still okay. Watch out, dude, he'll spit on you. (laughs) And then, ooh, I was going to make a real bad joke. Uh, (laughs) Ooh. I'll have to tell you after. Ooh, it was okay. going to be gnarly. Because uh, you heard worry. about everything All else, right. right, that's going on with them? Uh, a little bit. Okay. Moving okay, on. We'll talk later. We'll, we'll talk take later. take this offline. Um, <laughs> okay, so, the, um, so the moon landing, uh, that's a conspiracy theory that you believe in. Right. The, the moon landing as we know it to be fake. Yeah, what was televised is faked. Uh, I, do, I don't believe who shot uh, JFK. I, I do not believe that... Um, uh, Lee Harvey Oswald killed JFK. Lee Oswald. Um, mm-hmm. I have a theory for that. It's like it's not the grassy knoll or a magic bullet or anything like that. I've watched a documentary about a guy who wrote a book who was a ballistics expert, and it made a lot of sense what he said happened. So hmm. okay, I'll have to look into that one. So that's cool. the biggest two. Um, okay, no, that's the big two. Um, how do you feel about um, the? Uh, Okay, I'm going to list off a few popular conspiracy theories, and we're going to do kind of like a uh, uh, just real quick first impressions. Tell me what you think about it, yes or no, to be true. Um, number one, Bigfoot. I don't, nah, I don't think I believe in Bigfoot. I think that is just, nah, I don't believe in it. Okay, is the earth flat? <laughs> no. I'll get my Do man. Believe in the loop. <laughs> Neil DeGrasse. I'll get my man Neil DeGrasse Tyson to come out and explain why the Earth is not flat. Okay. Uh, number, uh, Do you believe in the Illuminati? Uh. No, that sounds stupid. No, I don't. I don't think I ever really believed in the Illuminati. Yeah, I don't. I, I didn't either. Um, is the FDA withholding it? <laughs> Is the FDA withholding a cure for cancer? Uh, f- 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 <laughs> uh, 
uh, I I could see big pharma not allowing cures that are like medicinal. Um, I do think that like big pharma could suppress. Like if there's some like Russian dude who's like, yeah, you just gotta eat peanuts, you know, and like they would be like, no, fuck his shit up. Nope, he's a pedophile yeah, now. Right. Get him out of here. Like I could s- kind of see that happening because that is one of the biggest industries in the world. Um, yeah, absolutely it is yeah yeah so i don't so think I like see, yeah only like the fda is but i can see like pharmaceutical companies like fucking shit up for people who may have actually solved it yeah i can also see that i don't necessarily believe it because i just don't want to live in a world where that is true where the fda or big pharma cares so much about you know turning a profit that they willfully kill millions of people um so I don't because ignorance is bliss. <laughs> I don't want it to be true, so therefore I do not believe it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. So speaking of that, um, okay, I was just trying to, yeah, the reason I bring up all those conspiracy theories is because I was going to try to just kind of gauge where you were at um, uh, f- as far as conspiracy theories are concerned. Um, because there's a big one that I've been kind of diving into lately that I would like your thoughts on and hear me out oh boy it could be controversial not as controversial as last week no I we don't even know if that episode's (laughs) gonna actually exist so you're right I believe that the world ended in 2012 oh that one I have heard this one you have heard this one I have heard it I don't know a lot of the info about it Okay, by the end of this podcast, I'm going to convince you that the world ended in 2012. (laughs) (laughs) Alrighty then. Alright, so basically, uh, uh, I first discovered this uh, conspiracy theory on Reddit, actually, so I'll give props where props are due. Naturally. And I have a little excerpt that kind of like sums up why this could be a possibility. So, did the world end in 2012? It was the year that the scientists at CERN finally found the Higgs boson. You know, the particle Stephen Hawking predicted could destroy the universe, or in his words, cause the universe to undergo a catastrophic vacuum decay. Well, what would happen if we destroyed the universe? Would we know? Maybe CERN accidentally created a black hole that sucked us in and we've been living inside it. Physicists actually believe that might be a possibility. So... Before we dive into that, I need to tell you a little bit about what the Higgs boson particle is, which I did some half-assed research right before this podcast, so I feel like I'm in the best position to tell you. It's the uh, it's the God particle, right? It's the God particle. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so basically, scientists in 2012 at CERN took two atoms and smashed them together at such high velocity that when they struck each other, it created an atom or particle that was 125 times heavier than any other atom they've ever seen. Therefore, it carried 125 times more energy than ever. So basically, we created energy out of nothing. Which basically means... If we harness that, we could have unlimited energy, which means we're living in a Marvel universe now. Uh, So because of that one thing that happened in 2012, it kind of set off this chain of reaction to happen that... um, uh, So 
the other the other reason thing I wanted to bring up was the Mandela effect. Around the year of 2012, the Mandela effect started to become popular. Are you familiar with the Mandela effect? Yes, I am. I am familiar, but you can refresh for anybody who doesn't know. Okay, so basically, the Mandela effect is uh, Nelson Mandela died in 2013, to which half the United States responded. I thought Nelson Mandela died in the 90s. And everyone had this vivid, uh, you know, memory of, like, watching his funeral on TV. Like, people were so, like, they were so sure of themselves that Nelson Mandela died in the 90s. But, nope, he actually died in 2013. So, like, if that many people are wrong about something that's so arbitrary, like, is there a possibility that there's another universe where it is actually true? Okay. So, so there's a couple other Mandela effects. Um, have you heard the one about Shazam? Uh, yeah, because it wasn't Shaq that did the movie. Yeah. So there's another yeah another Mandela effect thing out there. Uh, there's a whole bunch of people that think there was a movie in the '90s called Shazam where Sinbad played a genie, where in fact it was actually Kazam that, or it was actually called Kazam and Shaq played a genie. Oh, that's what it was. But there are okay. so many people. Or like, oh, I remember seeing Sinbad in that movie. I'm so positive. Right. It never happened. There's no record of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so well, I'm gonna I'm gonna show off a little bit. So the other two that I know, the the one that I'm more familiar with is the Darth Vader one in Star Wars. Ooh, please do tell. So everybody, did you know? Do you know this one? I don't know this. Oh, okay. So hey, oh. look at me. Um, <laughs> shit, me. Uh, so. <laughs> Everybody quotes the line as Luke, I am your father. Oh, okay. Yeah, I do. That's not what he says. He says like actually I don't even remember what he says. He says something just like, you know, I am your father. Like he doesn't say Luke or so he He doesn't right. He he just phrases it differently. So everybody misquotes the line. I think there's one from Stone White, like Mirror Mirror on the Wall, who's the Yep, yep, that's exactly it. That's not when they actually say magic mirror on the wall. Magic mirror on the wall. Yeah, so there's that one. Also, there's one about Forrest Gump. The actual line from the movie is, life was like a box of chocolates. Oh. Forrest Gump never says, mama always says, life is like a box of chocolates. He says, mama always said, life was like a box of chocolates. Oh, okay. So that's so. that's a pretty subtle one, but that one is pretty <laughs> yeah, much it's clear. A bit subtle. So I think the biggest basically. one is the is the Bernstein, Bernstein bears. Yes, yes, the Bernstein bears one. Yes. yes, that one was huge. Yeah, that's the biggest one I know of. Yeah, so basically, um, to, so to continue, um, so the article continues, there's this old cliche argument that nothing has felt right since 2012. Uh, maybe it has something to do with growing up and getting older, but ever since then, it seems like the world descends more and more into chaos each day. There's some sort of calamity happening almost daily. Mass shootings only stay in the headlines for like 12 hours now. Did we all die and go to hell? I don't really believe that, but some people do. I think we're in a simulation. I think after the universe was destroyed by CERN, our collective consciousness was moved into a computer-generated copy of our world. The copy is almost exact. The minor differences uh, we notice uh, are what's called the Mandela Effect. So the multiverse theory is where there are, you know, 
these, you know, hundreds and thousands of universes out there that are existing amongst our universe. So, like, let's say you wake up in the morning and you're trying to decide what to wear to work. Oh, do I wear the blue shirt or the red shirt? And you put on the red shirt. There's also a universe where you did wear that blue shirt to work. And now right. that universe is just out there. Right. So, so there are... the it, So, it kind of parallels with the multiverse theory in that every decision you make creates a different universe and the uh the god particle that was founded in 2012 created a universe in which we are now on the darkest timeline okay so (laughs) what's your question or wait no you're trying to convince me that this is what happened that's basically it yeah so i i am trying to convince you do you have any arguments so I have, yes, I, I have... Any issues? I, I have a rebuttal. Uh, my rebuttal is... So the, the God particle and all that aside, like, because I'm like, okay, like, I understand the thought process. I don't necessarily understand, like, why... So I have two main points. First point is that, so if they did accidentally create a black hole and sucked us all into the black hole and we're living another alternate reality... Uh, to me, that doesn't make it not reality, because reality is Boom. is only what we perceive to be real. Mm-hmm. So I would assert that reality is a pretty fragile thing in itself, which would lead me into my second counterpoint. Where so the Mandela effect is a perfect example, not of an alternate reality or or anything like that. That is just sensory and perception. And because, I don't know how many people know, I went to school for psychology. Uh, I have a degree in psychology. So a big, one of the most influential classes I took was on sensory and perception. And the whole point of that and what we talked about is how much it plays a trick on us. So when we perceive something in the world based on one of our senses we really don't it's not like a hundred percent guarantee that that's what we're perceiving there actually it's like far like we're we aren't these like super advanced super crazy highly intelligent species that we think we are we can be easily fooled and tricked. Our senses fool us all the time. It 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 tricks us. For example, like the Doppler effect. Do you know what that is? The Doppler effect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So if you're like listening, you know, if you if if a car drives by you and they're playing music out, it will, or or even just a siren, you know, you hear a a change in pitch and tonality. That change isn't happening. It's only happening because of the way your ears are perceiving sound moving. Uh, a certain amount of a certain distance so that alone what you're perceiving isn't real you're perceiving that that sound is changing pitch getting louder or quieter it's not it's only what you're perceiving it's kind of like the if a tree falls in the forest does it make a sound uh right and actually i also like to think of it as uh so my dog is colorblind so he can only see black and white, whereas the world is not black and white. But to him, it is black and white. That's all he's ever known. That's his reality. Right. Or just 
you went with dog. I mean, people are colorblind too, uh, which is a great example. Oh yeah, <laughs> sucks for them. Um, but you're right. So like, that's a perfect example. And actually, I don't know if this will blend in, but I do want to answer this. So I actually have an answer for if a tree falls in the forest and no one's around <laughs> to hear it, doesn't make a sound. Please. Okay. So this was this was taught to me. Well, this wasn't taught to me as like well, this is the answer. It's like well, here's a way to think about it. So when sound is created, it creates a sound wave, right? Which travels via the air. That's that's how sound sound travels is is mm-hmm. through air. Um so if a tree falls in a forest and there is no receptacle to that sound basically, it doesn't make a sound. The reason being is because yes, a sound wave can carry on air. And it's kind of the definition of sound, but I believe what the way it was explained to me was like it's only a sound when it can be when those sound waves can be taken and actually like converted into mm. what the sound is. Damn. Okay. So that was the way it was explained to me, and I think it was that class because that's what we talked about is like our perceptions of things are often wrong, um, which basically means that. I took it as outside of like a of like a psychology standpoint. I took it as in a more like metaphysical thought that your idea of reality is only that. It's an idea of reality. Mm. We are only mildly interacting with what we believe to be reality. So, I think it's a really fragile thing. I think that like well we think that up is up and down is down and blue is blue and black is black, you know, but that's only our perception. So we don't under, we only think that we understand reality because it's our reality, but that doesn't translate to be, to it being the reality. So to, so yeah, to, no, that's exactly right. So to reel it back in a little bit and get back to what you're saying, I think the Mandela effect is just a, a, a perfect example of our perceptions are in our senses tricking us. So if we think, so if you go with that theory, right? Like, so the world ended in 2012, we're in an alternate reality. Who's to say we weren't before would be my question. So you say that like, okay, I understand that, but who's to say that as in before. So if you, so if you went back to like the big bang, was that our, was is that an alternate universe discovering the Braxton Hicks particle and then doing the same thing? It's just an infinite loop of people discovering the gar- God particle and setting everything back to zero. And then, you know, so it's just, it, that's why I, I, can't, I can't be like, oh yeah, that totally makes sense. Cause it's like, no, because we don't perceive reality, man. Reality exists <laughs> and we're just kind of here. And we're, yeah, we're, exactly. we're such a minute thing in the universe we are not figuring anything out at all. Right. You know right. what I mean? So like it, yeah, I just, I, you know, I think we're just very, very unequipped to even remotely think that like, I, I have a big, I have a hard time really being like, yes, this is real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, no, I, yeah, I completely agree. So, um, yeah, no, basically, yeah, no, you're definitely right because even if it if it were true that the world ended in 2012 and we're on a separate timeline now, what does it matter? Because we're all on the same timeline. So, or are we? 
that is our re- new reality. Oh, shit. <laughs> well, then that's... So I view reality as subjective to the individual. So, like, your reality and your existence is just that. It's yours. It's not mine. So as a society, we function based off, like, moral code and standards. Um, so there's not, like, anarchy out in the street, but, like you are only existing and experiencing your reality. You are not touching or experiencing my reality. So we can mm-hmm. we can watch a movie and have a completely different outlook on that movie and the reason being is because of that. So I don't think yeah, exactly. I I sometimes don't think that reality is is I don't think there's one reality. I think it's a combination of our collective agreement of experiences that fleshes out a, a reality to us. Yeah, you pretty much. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what that means, head. but um, no, that's no, that's phenomenal. Um, so basically, this uh, this Reddit post, uh, just to kind of like sum it up, uh, this Reddit post actually like really ended kind of beautifully. Which those words have never been said before about uh, many Reddit but, posts. Yeah. <laughs> basically, to wrap things up, this is kind of how um, you know what we talked about, and uh, that kind of like conveys our thoughts on it. Uh, so whether we are in another reality or not. We've always been right where we're supposed to be. I believe the only real place is here, and the only true moment is now. Home is where the heart is, and it's our present thought of our memories that make them real. For all we know, the universe could have created, have been created this morning, along with all of our fake histories. Uh, it doesn't matter whether it's real or not. What matters is our experience. So this, so this is nothing to be afraid of. If anything, the powers that be are afraid of us. I could do with Boom. I could do without the powers to be part because then it's a little <laughs> yeah that one that that one I kind of I didn't really get that but it sounded cool <laughs> <laughs> right so but yes I I like that he said it doesn't matter if it's real or not this is our experience so I whole exactly like I absolutely believe that things that you experience and perceive as long as you take everything with a grain of salt is a little bit more important you know being like well that's not reality. I mean, but it's hard because it's like I don't like to, you know, live in a universe where Bigfoot is real or, you know, ghosts exist, at least in the, you know, the boo sense, you know. So it's Mm kind of like it's it's just there's thing there's so many thoughts and so many experiences and so many there's so much subjectivity to the world it's hard for me to really believe that there is one thing, but we're also all alive. So then I have the separate question of when you die, do, do you see some reality is, is, is your reality done? Is there more to reality? Well, I think kind of the, the, uh, I mean, one of the underlying roots of this, the phenomenon this conspiracy theory is that when we all died in 2012 air quotes um it 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 is also kind of like uh insinuating that um you know the basically the idea of reincarnation is real like we not only were we you know die and then brought back as something else we died and then immediately forgot about it and we just continued on about our lives it's kind of like what this is saying right which that part i find pretty hard to believe because i do so 
they they said and and we'll we'll wrap this up soon enough but the the guy said something yeah. interesting of, of just about is it just getting older i think it's getting older because that dude is probably around our age maybe a little bit older yeah and i think that as you become an adult so we're the first generation to live in an age before like before whatever you want to call it modern technology like the internet social media mm-hmm. yada 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 so we lived before it and now we're living during it and then the generation that is uh after us are going to be the first generation that has only lived with those things existing so we're at the, i think we're the one of the weirder generations of our perception of normal human interaction and socialization and the way the world works. So I think that you're growing up, the world changed drastically in the past 10 years. And yep. I think that that's why it feels like something happened. And now, uh, yeah, I don't know. We could go on and on, but that is an interesting question. <laughs> I do. I like the way you, you framed it. And I, and I like, I I've read that exact Reddit post before. I'm just realizing Ooh, yes. Yeah, so like right. way back in the day when I read it. Um, but now you know, I I that was my rebuttal then and that's my now is that we can't trust our own senses so to even remotely think that we understand. Oh, we were in reality and now we're not. It's exactly. like no, we have no way of we can't perceive that at all. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. And I don't, so just for clarification, I don't actually believe this theory, but I just think it's really interesting and fun to talk about. And I could see something like that being the case. (laughs) Jesus. Oh God. (laughs) Are you okay? (laughs) My reality. (laughs) Well, Eli died. That's how, that's how the podcast ends. Remember me. (laughs) um all right okay well i think that was cool yeah that was an interesting one uh that one got deep too man we we've had some deep episodes (laughs) recently need to lighten this shit up we need to pump the brakes on this yeah no kidding uh all right well we did that uh i almost forgot we had a third segment uh because i really we are third segment yeah i actually just (laughs) thought we uh... were bullshitting uh so let's get (laughs) into still rolling still 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 live still live (laughs) uh so let's get into mitch what you been what you been cranking i'm glad you asked i've been cranking there was a new album out today i was really hoping you would be like there's this reddit post i read (laughs) and then you just and then it was just we did it all over again like in a big loop (laughs) and just fucked with everybody (laughs) <laughs> time is a construct, man. <laughs> Time's not time, man. It's just the clock. <laughs> uh, so uh, my what I've been cranking is a uh, a band uh, called the Sunvolt. Uh, they have an. Can you just out. fucking listen to anything anybody's ever heard of no. before? Why is every band like I've been listening to Tofu Kitten no. Smack? Like what? Why? <laughs> Why have you listened to that? <laughs> It's called Rainbow Kitten Surprise, Dick. Uh, <laughs> Tofu Kitten Smack no, but, is pretty no, close. Though. So I think the the way I view this portion of the podcast is I want to make the world a better place by 
encouraging people to listen to bands that aren't you know mainstream so you can take this portion of the podcast to be whatever you think it is (laughs) but i (laughs) no and and also sunvolt is not that obscure so let me tell you a little about sunvolt because you've definitely heard of them uh the lead singer his name is jay farrar who also was in a band called Uncle Tupelo <laughs> with Jeff Tweedy. Oh, Uncle Tupelo. <laughs> who is Wilco. It's fucking Wilco, dude. It's Wilco before it was Wilco. Okay. So, all right. So, but it is it is alt-country, so I know you kind of like, yeah, you're, you borderline on alt-country. But I, it's, it's my guilty passion, or it's my guilty... Uh, it's my guilty pleasure. We've been talking about that, so um, I am a big fan of alt country. They uh, Sunvolt put out an album today called Union. Check it out. That's all I have. Your turn, <laughs> asshole. Way to make me feel bad. Right. Well, so sorry. I was I was joking, but there there was a part I missed. So it was. <laughs> no, I know. So how okay. is it Wilco before Wilco? That's what I didn't understand. Uh, so. <clears throat> It's loosely related to Wilco. The oh, yeah. um, the original members of Uncle Tupelo, uh, which is like a super awesome like er, mid nineties alt country band, was started by Jay Farrar and Jeff Tweedy, and then oh. Jeff Tweedy went on to form Wilco, oh. and Jay Farrar went on to form Sunvolt. So. Okay, okay, yeah. Well, no, that, and that's interesting. And I'm, you know, I'm just giving you shit. It's just funny because yeah, I know because I, I was like, I wonder what it's gonna be, and then it's like, what the what. <laughs> Fuck it, hey man. Can it be something I have an opinion on, please? <laughs> um, no, maybe next time. Maybe next time. Maybe. But I just want to open up the open up the people to some new music. Yeah, no, I I mean I no, that's I think that's what it's for and, you know, and you're right, like, you know. I mean, I've talked about, you know, I know nobody's ever heard of well, some people have, a lot of people have not heard of Ninja Sex Party, which is why I brought them up Exactly. Not only right. do I really like that band, I really respect the people in it and I really, you know, kind of view them as, as role models, uh, which is yeah a weird thought. Uh, anyways, yes, I don't hate all kind. Con- I actually like all country. It just, I haven't found anything that made me want to go back and be like, yeah, I really want to listen to this all country band. I haven't had that happen, <laughs> but that's just my taste. Okay. You know, that's fair. That, that's just, a, that's just my taste, but I, you know, I don't mind all country. Um, okay. Eli, what you been cranking? See, you know, now, like, in hindsight, <laughs> I, I, I gave you shit, and mine's so fucking stupid. Oh, my God. I'm so excited to roast you. <laughs> because the problem is, is that we're we're actually doing these episodes fairly close together now, so, like, this is the... Like, I had the thought while we were doing it earlier, I was just like, man, this is weird. Like, I feel like we just did this, because we had, like, right. literally a week ago. Yeah, we did. We did. So, I haven't had time to listen to anything new. Um, so here's what I decided to do. I have been listening to pretty much nonstop, nothing but Pink Floyd. Uh, I knew you were going to say that. Because <laughs> apparently that's all I fucking listen. I think I've brought Ugh. them up on like 50% of the podcast. Jesus, man. Come on. But here's what I'm doing. How? <laughs> I decided because... I, I'm a fan of the Floyd, but I'm mainly a flan, fan. I'm mainly a flan. Um, <laughs> You're mainly a flan of sucking David Gilmore's dick. Oh, dude. I am, actually. Yeah, no, that's totally true. Um, I grew up on 73 to 70, 79 Floyd. So that's Dark Side, Wish You Were Here, Animals in the Wall. They're pretty much their four mm-hmm. biggest. Well, they have like four or five albums 
after that, and they have about four or five albums before that. So what I decided to do is I was going to sit down and start chronological order, listen to every single Pink Floyd album. Okay, that's a really good idea. I can respect that. And I've wanted to do it before. Like, I've wanted to do it with Bruce Springsteen before because, like, he's made so many fucking albums. I'm like, these can't all be good. Right. So where's the shitty... And are they? Or, or are they? Because if they're all good, then all that's right. incredible. Um, yeah. So I decided to start doing that with Pink Floyd, and I've only made it until, like, midway through the second album. I mean, I just started this week. Um. Because I'm not listening to them super intently to be like, I can review this album. I'm just listening to them like as I'm going to work or if I'm hanging out at home. And I'm just trying to pick up on these albums I've never heard of. Um, so, you know. Uh, so, yeah. And I'm doing I'm doing that as a fun musical experiment. But I'm doing it with Floyd because I really I have realized that. Actually, I was, I was, I was telling my friend this other day. I think... Pink Floyd might be beating out Foo Fighters as my favorite band. Wow, that's saying something. Yeah, because I have loved the Foo Fighters forever, and they're mm-hmm. a fairly decisive band. A lot of people actually, a uh, guy came into work, he had a Bad Brains toboggan on, and I was like, "Nice, oh man, I like your, I like your." Uh, uh, I said something fucking dumb like your your cap. I like your cap. You know, I like the <laughs> like your hat. I, I like your hat, dude. I like Bad Brains too. <laughs> <laughs> and this motherfucker it's a pretty cool 2K. <laughs> and this motherfucker did i think what i've done to people which is i'm i'm very much not this way i just want to go on record i used to be i'm not this way anymore he was like really and i was like yeah motherfucker <laughs> i against i Whoa. attitude PMA, fuck you i live i job <laughs> like tell me i don't like fucking bad brains Damn, dude, that's rough. But then we started talking about it. He was like, "Oh yeah, you know, uh, you know." He was like, "Oh, that's cool. I just don't meet a lot of people that like Bad Brains." And I was like, "Yeah, I, you know, I, they're pretty much my favorite punk band because I really like dissident punk, and I don't know, not a lot of people are into that." And then you got that guy's respect. Uh, well, and then I fucked it up, and I did, you know, apparently what I shouldn't have done. And I said, "Well, I listen to him because the Foo Fighters are my favorite band, and Dave Grohl loves Bad Brains, and he's the reason I listen to Bad Brains. He was like, oh, they've been around long before him. And I was like, man, fuck you. Like, <laughs> Of course. Like, I can't share one thing, I dude. just want to talk like, about Bad Brains. That's why I listen to... Get off your fucking high horse, all right? Right. Like, dude, he was in Scream. He was in a dissonant punk band, too. Like, And I'm, I'm sure that happened to a bunch of people who listen to the Foo Fighters. They never heard of Bad Brains. They never heard a naked ray gun and then all of a sudden they started listening to that because of dave girl so fuck you mm-hmm. he's you know spreading mm-hmm. punk around um <laughs> but i realized that the whole point of me saying all that is the point is is why i love who fighters and some of their albums can make me very emotional like there's one album i think echo, echo silence patience and grace actually came out around the time that i had a friend pass away uh, and that album is weirdly about dealing with grief and acceptance of life. And so that album will always mean like the world to me because it helped me and, and me and my friends get through, you know, losing a friend at like 16. Uh, so that album means the world to me. Um, but Pink Floyd does the same thing with more of their albums. Whereas like Foo Fighters, I have a good time with when I listen to Pink Floyd, it actually makes me think about music differently about life differently and it really like actually expands my mental fortitude which is weird for a band to do 
Yeah, no, that's the, that's huge. That's awesome. So, but yeah, it's a fun thing if you have an artist you really like. I think you should just and they have a lot of albums. You should sit down and just listen to them because you're going to learn if you like them or not. This is also a test. So if I like the majority of the albums, I'm going to assume that Pink Floyd is not my favorite band. But if I don't like the albums, like they have an album called Uma Guma. I really don't see me liking that. I really don't. <laughs> but we're gonna find out. <laughs> we're gonna find out. Um, so yeah, cool, weird <laughs> musical experiment I'm doing. Uh, so, but yeah, no, that's awesome. No, I love that. I think I'll I'll have to do the same. I've been I've been thinking about doing that with uh, with with some bands. I think I might do that with some Led Zeppelin. Oh, dude, Led Zeppelin. Led Zeppelin would be fun because I do think that Led Zeppelin put out a bad album. Which one is that? I th- ooh. Man, this this could be decisive. I don't like American Graffiti. I don't think that is a very good. I think it was their last really? album. Yeah, I don't think it's very good. Oh, I think it has like maybe trampled underfoot. I don't know. But but Led so Led Zeppelin's the same way, right? I grew up loving Led Zeppelin, and I listened oh. to one, two, and three. No, I grew up listening to one, two, and four. But I don't even okay. think I've listened to three, and then past that. Pfft, you got me. Yeah, that's that's kind of how I feel too. Like I love Led Zeppelin, and I do kind of claim them to be like one of my musical idols. But at the same time, like I, I don't think I've listened to. Well, I don't. Well, they definitely don't have any hits past you know one, two, three, and four. Like, oh well, they do, but so, they're not like popular. I want to. Yeah, they're not as popular. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So no, that's uh, no that that'd be a, that'd be a good kind of experiment to see. Like, am I truly a fan? Let's find out. Which shit hits the fan? Find out next time on the Two Friends Three Questions podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I didn't mean to say podcast like that. Right. You said podcast weird. I like interrupted you in the middle of that, so that was perfect. <laughs> no, that's okay. I didn't. I, it was kind of off the dome. So true podcasting. Thank you guys for listening. We might do a bonus episode. Don't hold us to it because we're lazy and forgetful and have lives. Uh, exactly. Check out the Spotify, What You Cranking. Check out the Facebook, Knuckleball Studios. Anything else? Uh, tip your waitresses. And call your mom. Tell your mom. Yeah, tip your waitresses. Your call your mom. Um, don't buy prostitutes. Uh,